0: Not Quite Cool is a podcast that contains spoilers, opinions, and general nonsense. Listener discretion is advised. What? Who's recording this? As long as it's not you, I think we'll be okay. We need to be recorded. Leave meeting.
1: Got it. He what?
0: literally he literally was
2: like you're not going to find it on there. It took I, I searched for 4 weeks and I literally typed in Zoom and it was the first one that popped up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not true. Not true. Oh, I'm you sorry. Know, I, second. If you listen to the 100% true.
0: If you listen to the beginning of last week's episode, you can hear the fear in my voice. Who's recording this? Are we sure we want to do this? Yeah, yeah, we're fine. That was actually
1: that was actually Fear Street episode four, if I'm not mistaken.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Twenty twenty
1: (laughs) one recording
2: um uh, well welcome back everybody to another episode of not quite cool uh we here, all three of us the triumvirate of dumbasses uh reunite uh and we're gonna do another speed episode just going through this because we have so much to talk about and rob hasn't seen anything so we're gonna try to keep his attention as much as we can um
1: i've got an audition to work on so you guys talk and i'll just I'm gonna, you may hear me talk with a bad southern accent
2: just <laughs> in, the back, in the background you just hear it I do declare, no, no. Now no I shouldn't. know the Supreme Court <laughs>
1: called for the mixing of races and race is schools.
0: Swoke well, that? that schools. What was that? I
1: don't
2: know. I got
0: Really got to work on that. <laughs> Just listen to how Chad talks. Yeah, that, he said that before. But you know, I feel like Marvel's not going to be happy to read their sides on this podcast. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For Civil War, man. I don't know
0: whether you are going to Exactly. Marvel racism.
1: Um, i'll I'll mute myself when i'm working my lines okay
2: Okay. thank fucking god because nobody needs to hear what you butcher lines with
1: today's uh, today's podcast is horrible acting (laughs) Um, so let's go
2: and get started and rob you feel free to chime in with whatever dumb stuff you want to say as we go along we're gonna start with the movies and the TV shows that we've seen and then work our way to the trailers. But again, we're gonna do this breakneck speed, no fancy sound stuff because I've become a lazy editor. But let's start with a movie that I know Chad and I both saw, and that is Snake Eyes, Snake Eyes, a G.I. Joe origin story. Is that
1: about is that about dice? What is that about?
2: Well, yeah, actually, kind of. <laughs> okay.
0: There's a lot of scenes with dice
1: in this A lot of
2: scenes with dice in this fucking (laughs) movie. Tell me what it's
1: about. I haven't (laughs) seen this movie Snake Eyes.
2: So, directed by Robert Schwentke, who... Schwanky. Huh? Schwanky. Schwanky, is that how you say it? Really?
1: I think it's Schwanky, Yeah.
2: Okay, well, he directed uh, Red and R.I.P.D., um, a lot of things like that. The Captain, I like Red a lot. Uh, Allegiant, Time Traveler's Wife, which I enjoyed a lot, Family Jewels. Um, he's got a nice little career for him. Uh, this is the story of Snake Eyes. Uh, the titular character from this film is from the G.I. Joe series. We know him in G.I. Joe as a mute ninja who has sworn an oath of silence um, because his master was slain. That's what he's supposed to be. Uh in this, sure fucking talks a lot for a mute. Um, but there is some sword stuff in there. Uh it stars Henry Golding. Uh it's got eco I- Y in there, which is pretty fucking awesome to see. Um, Chad, what did you think about the
0: movie? I thought it was a bold choice to make Snake Eyes the villain of the film. Me too. <laughs> but but I feel like they don't know he was the
2: villain of the <laughs> Right. <movie>. Exactly. <laughs> like Snake Eyes, just throughout the entire movie, is doing shit that you're like, well, that's irredeemable. You yeah. can't he's a bad man. guy. Yeah, yeah he's, he's the bad guy. He's straight up the bad guy, but then it's like they act like they don't realize that's what they've done. <laughs> and expect you to think those actions are heroic in some capacity when he is straight up the fucking bad guy the entire movie
0: yeah i mean it was to me storm shadow was the hero of this film he yeah. was wronged at like every turn
2: until the last two seconds storm shadow yeah. was the hero and <laughs> yeah. then you had like two little moments when you're like oh we got to we gotta make this even out some. He's gonna like yeah. yell at the old lady, <laughs> like yeah. that's how he becomes the villain. Which was so. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, I've cut you off. You
0: no, know, I just, I just really thought that was crazy how he, he was just making choices, and then I'm like, okay, at the beginning, he's like, okay, I get it, but then even more, he just gets deeper and deeper into, yeah, you know, he's kind of like an undercover agent, okay, but he's working for the bad guys. And he's all for what the bad guys are doing, you know.
1: Until like Donnie, the
0: end of the Donnie movie. Brasco. Yeah, it's like Donnie Brasco. But if Donnie Brasco was working for the mob, trying to infiltrate the cops. Oh, wow. It was crazy.
2: And even when he realizes they're the bad guys, he still goes through with their plan. Like, yes,
0: he still finishes it.
2: He it's Donny Brasco, he's but he doesn't have a moral compass. Like... And he talks a lot when he shouldn't be fucking talking at all. But that's, you know, whatever.
0: And yeah, That didn't bother me. Just I mean, I know Snake Eyes doesn't talk. Yeah. It, it didn't bother me that he talked. It just, the origin was crazy.
2: Crazy. I, I don't understand how he learned all of those ninja skills in a day and a half when he was just like, I mean, I get that he was like fighting underground. But I fought underground. I don't know how to do all that shit that he was doing in there. So, like, it's... I just don't understand why he was such a good
0: ninja. All of a sudden, you know. Yeah. When you fought underground, did you have a cool name? Were you Keith Brooks? There too, as well. Keith
1: Brooks. That's not running. a
0: cool name, by the way. Yeah. You have a cool name, or were you
2: Keith Brooks? Brooks. <laughs> I was <just> <laughs> uh, and then, you know, yeah, you go ahead. No, 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 no! Please, please. I'm just
0: gonna say, did then like you know, smart weaving, totally was wasted in this film. I mean, Completely. I get it. She's in there to set up. For the future, or whatever, which the MCU does that. But this was definitely like they wrote the script without her, like entirely without her. There's and the scene?
2: It looks like they shot her scenes without her too, because <laughs> yeah. I didn't feel like she was there at all. Like it was rough, and I couldn't tell what kind of fucking accent she was putting on because it felt like it changed 19 times. I was cool with the Baroness because she was a little more interwoven into it. She does yeah, drop. She Yeah, she drops an F-bomb like one time and that was fine. Uh, But and she was hot. She was cute. I kind of need that from Baroness. But um, and I guess the movie was competent, but I don't think it was good. If that makes any sense. Like you hit all the beats you were supposed to hit, I guess. But there were like such cheesy digs to get my nostalgia factor going. Like and they just weren't well orchestrated or organic to the story when fucking snake eyes walks out and see scarlet yo joe and they just poses yeah. i'm like get the fuck out of here that <laughs> was terrible um but that's my feeling about it
0: i did like when uh the baroness and scarlet got together and they teamed up for that that was yeah. kind of cool when they all teamed up to fight the big bad or what have you but
2: yeah. i grandma throwing yeah. down too
0: that was pretty cool yeah um but yeah, but, but so did you like it or how did you I, I it? thought it I thought it was fine. I didn't yeah. dislike it. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. What I thought was I would be willing to watch more movies set in this universe.
2: Yeah. You I know? thought it, I thought it was cheesy, but I, I it was fine. Like the action scenes were were cool. Um I was okay with it. It it felt like this is a Hollywood blockbuster movie um whereas i feel like the mcu had sort of elevated what that could be uh and just had it firing on all cylinders this was back to back to uh status quo like that's how i felt about it right yep um that's not how i felt about this next movie
1: well hold on a second i want to just comment on your guys review like which i thought was very animated and passionate and uh and thorough and um I just want to say, I haven't seen the movie and probably won't until three years from now when it's on USA late at night. I'm on the couch with nothing to do and I'm just mad and pissed off about something. Mm-hmm. But um, what I don't like in movies is, like when you said, at one part of this movie, he doesn't have a certain set of skills and it doesn't feel like in the movie enough time has gone by to gather a certain set of skills. It happened with Amelia Clark to me in Solo. It pissed me. Obviously, yeah. she's, she's like off oh, for five, and even like the movie was only like, they've been gone for like 12 months and now she's she's this amazing warrior princess spy and i was like what the hell who the hell tra-? that pisses me off she needs to train like christian bale did in uh the dark knight uh i'm sorry batman begins yeah and uh and you need you need to show that or it just kind of screws with this suspension of disbelief not gonna have bale a montage did, but yeah I'm, uh, but hey well played well a uh, good job i'll give you guys a thumbs up if your review was a movie, it was like a B. Very nice. Oh, that's I
0: appreciate than,
2: that. That is Snake Eyes, and sure as hell better than the next fucking piece of trash we're going to talk about. Uh, based on the graphic novel Sandcastle, written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan, starring Gail Garcia Bernal, and who else is in this? Vicky Cripps, Rufus Sewell, Alex Wolf, Thomas McKenzie, Abby Lee, who I am in love with, and Nikki Amuka Bird, and Kin Lung. Uh, this this film is called Old. Is me? Yeah. Well, I thought I was going in to see the Rob Brago, Rob Pro, Brago. I'm high. Rob hey, Brago, Brago biopic.
1: B R A L G O, the Brago.
2: The Brago. That, that's, we just <laughs> Rob grabs breasts and holds them yeah. there.
1: Um, Old Brago.
2: <laughs> uh, it's about a vacationing family discovers that a secluded beach where they're relaxing for a few hours is somehow causing them to age rapidly, reducing their entire lives into a single day, which is exactly how the audience feels while watching this piece of trash. Uh, I Chad, like the pitch,
1: though. I like the pitch. I, like it I love
2: great, the pitch. I love the pitch.
1: idea. What happened?
2: I'm just going to go first. I'm going to go what first. And then you can do your thing. <laughs> I feel the pitch is fine. I feel... The camera work is, for the most part, fine. Uh, He does some things that I've never seen Shyamalan do in a film. Um, Like, he acts pretty well in this one. And he, uh, like, just does some interesting cinematic movements and stuff like that. The dialogue and characterizations for these characters makes this arguably the single worst film I've ever seen in my fucking life. And I've seen the stuff I've directed. Like there is one character who I think when the movie starts, she's 11 and then her body ages up to be like a teenager, late teens, and she still acts younger than she did at the beginning of the fucking movie. Every single character, when they introduce themselves, they tell you their name, their occupation, their favorite color, what type of candy they like. It's barely exaggerated. Barely exaggerating. It is so fucking stupid. And that's not even the plot points. It's the way... M. Night Shyamalan must have had a contusion in his brain when he started writing out this dialogue. Oh, I can't even. I'm getting. I'm getting vaclimped. Chad, you take it over.
0: What did you think? I thought the movie had two problems: the script and the acting. And the <laughs> acting might just be because <laughs> of the, the direction. Yeah. <laughs> so those are two big problems, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As far as I can really I, fe- I really felt like this was Shyamalan's vomit draft which is totally fine. People have a vomit draft. But then you go back and you fix the dialogue. You fix the structure. You fix everything. He wrote his vomit draft and he was like, oh, it's COVID time. We got to get this out right now. Yeah. And they just started shooting is what it seemed like. This makes that, fucking the
2: happening look like Citizen Kane. And I'm fine with the happening, but that's the only way to make you well, understand it. Go
0: ahead, Chad. I'm sorry. Well, I, I just felt like that the one thing that I did like about the movie and this is Shyamalan is I felt like that there was a sense of dread that that was pulled off watching the film
2: yeah because I but, was dreading that this movie was gonna last <laughs> another hour
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I did enjoy the sense of dread but I mean literally there's a guy like Keith was saying he, he gets introduced and he's talking to somebody and he's like yeah my name's Jerry I'm a nurse by the way and then like three seconds later the other guy walks off and somebody else walks up. he goes I'm Jerry I'm a nurse like
2: It would have been fine if he says, I'm a nurse, by the way. And and him saying he's a nurse is actually integral to the scene. But it's like the delivery was, hello, my name is Jared. I am a nurse. It's so fucking. And the whole movie is about like seven people isolated on a beach, one beach that we can see at all times. And every like now and then, we'll just lose a fucking character for 30 minutes. And the fact we lose them isn't even relevant to the story. They just couldn't show up for filming that day. So we shot around them. And you could fucking notice. And the rules of this aging bullshit they don't add up because like one family is there for one day and they all turn 175 years old. One dude is on there for two days. He gets a wrinkle right here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they played that off. They said, they said it's it's good to joke. be black. Yes. So black, don't
2: they don't, yeah. Joke. Something like that. Yep. Mini he, size he sedan that. said that. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not even joking. That's the character's fucking name. What's the name? Mini size sedan. Yeah that's he's
0: a rapper i mean that that's totally fine that that's his name no no
2: it's not chad i'm standing (laughs) up for the culture like
1: (laughs) this there was a character in the postman with Costco. the guy's name was ford mercury
0: which is fine that's fine that's post-apocalyptic that's not not right now today (laughs) i would i would even be cool if
2: this character was mini-sized sedan as long as he wasn't wearing like a see-through cardigan and he wasn't his only lines in the entire fucking movie are damn
0: damn he, damn. he said damn he was like ron simmons that was his lines he just, uh, he, he, said, damn. He, damn. no matter what happened
2: he didn't give the conviction that farouk gave when he said it that's, but that's
0: true too there it, wasn't he it was just uh, the word damn. damn somebody walks down the beach and they trip and fall he says damn somebody gets cut open he's like damn same exact damn
2: a, a baby is born, turns to dust, and the mother climbs up and falls off a mountain. And his response, damn, like, that's it. But even what I said was more emphatic. And not to say the actor's bad. The actor's bad. But it's also, like, the script was just so, oh, God.
0: Yeah, I, I, said, I said the problem, one of the problems is acting. And I'm just, I'm not sure if it's the actors or if it's, like, episode one kind of deal where there's good actors in episode one but they don't seem like they're good actors because of the script the dialogue that they're saying in the direction 100 so, and, so and these can be fine actors yeah it was and just i, and I, I love
2: gil Garcia bernal i think he's yeah. a great actor but i feel you have to have the right material the right direction. And, and I like Shyamalan. I love a lot of Shyamalan films. And he repeats one of my favorite Shyamalan shots of all time. He does the village shot um, where we're behind Joaquin and, and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, and great we're just shot. barely seeing their faces. It's a great shot, right? And we see it in this one as well with um, Gilgrassi Bernal, who's creatively named Guy, and uh, and his uh, wife, uh, who's creatively named Not Guy. I don't know what her real name is in the thing. I think it's pretty or some bullshit anyway but they're talking and the dialogue in that scene was so I'm gonna make a really theater reference Jerome McDonough if you're familiar with Jerome McDonough's work he is a, a playwright for middle schoolers and he writes the single worst shit I've ever read in my life <laughs> this was lower than that because it's like we were, why would we ever want to leave this beach this beach is a beach and it is beautiful. That is the fucking dialogue from the movie, and it was awesome.
1: Oh. Do you, you think Shyamalan sometimes is? I don't want to say full of himself, or yes, that he, he actually <laughs> intentionally he intentionally does it to provoke. He does it because he thinks he's so much better that he can get away with just fucking with people to see what kind of shit they will take. Because it's clear he can make great, but it's unbelievable some of the choices he makes again back to the crappening which is i was just i was astounded by some of the things he left in that movie
2: at least the happening is competent in its structure as a script i feel there is the 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 actual cinematography in this is relatively competent
1: like i felt like he hated he cast mark Wahlberg in the happening because he hated mark Wahlberg, and he goes i'm gonna fuck over mark Wahlberg." i think it's
2: I think it's the opposite. I think he wanted to make Mark. I think he is so egotistical that he's like, I can take Mark Wahlberg and make him a scientist and people will buy that. Um, And in this one, I feel like he thought his shit didn't stink. Like, and he felt like his dialogue would just naturally, it's it's the way people speak. Like that's the vibe I got from this. And it just isn't, it's just bad. Um, But that's my personal opinion.
0: Yeah, there's another scene where one of the guys, he's getting sold that he's going blind and he just says, Oh no, just like that. Oh no, he's going blind. No one has any type of emotion. Chad, like almost you anything. Just know, is going you on. just
1: don't understand the concept. of Less is
0: more. to <laughs> you be know? yeah. boring. I think less in this movie would have been you know, more. I said, Keith. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Keith probably understands My, it. So
1: Javilan has, Javilan has finally disproved what we've been aiming for. for you know, less is not more. Stop no. it. Well, boring. Don't do it, it. It. Unless
2: the big twist of this one is that he lit a dog. That had been hit by a car. Write this script, then I don't know like how a studio would have approved of this because there has to. Uh, it's terrible. It's terrible. You know.
1: So how do you feel about it?
2: Bad movie. Fuck it. I'm I'm angry. Chad, do you have any more thoughts about old?
0: <laughs> well, let's move on. This will be like your uh, Snyder cut. I guess you're just gonna yeah. hate it.
2: Oh, I hate it so much, but we're uh, moving right along Footloose and Fancy Free to a movie that Chad saw that we didn't, but we have a wonderful uh, friend in it, Mr. Mark Ashworth, and that is Fear Street Part 3, 1666, directed by Lee Janiak, who directed all uh, three of the films based on the work of uh, R.L. Stein in the Fear Street series. It stars Kiana Madeira, Ashley Zuckerman. Uh, Jillian Jacobs, who's absolutely fucking fantastic at everything she's in. Olivia Scott Welch, Elizabeth Scopel, Benjamin Flores Jr., Randy Havens, an Atlanta local from uh, Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Rewald, yeah. Uh, Matthew Zuck, uh, Michael Chandler, and Mr. Mark Ashworth. Um, uh, what did you think about uh, Fear Street?
0: It was enjoyable as a standalone, but as far as completing the trilogy, I, I thought it was pretty good. It, it really put all the pieces together, um, you know, where the first two I told you is homage to scream and the second one, Friday 13th. I mean, this might be close to the witch, but it's not where scream. You can kind of copy scream and Friday 13th. You can copy that formula. The witch is is different and it's like another level. Yeah. So this did not succeed in that. And, and I'm nitpicking about this, but it seemed like you know in the witch, those the clothes and the stuff they wore looked lived in. Because they in looked, this,
2: literally were, yeah,
0: yeah. And this, it looked period specific, absolutely. But it looked like they just they just made them and then action. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They just finished them. They didn't. It didn't. I didn't really believe that they were in 1666. Is the problem? But that being said. <clears throat> what they did about two thirds of the way through the movie, they finished that story and flashed up a title card that said fear street, 1994 part two. And it came back to the present and finished out the entire story. That's awesome. So, so once they came back to the present, I was back into it, you know, it was kind of like stream yeah. again or supernatural stuff. Uh, so I, so I really dug it, how they finished it up. You know, they went back in time and then ended up back in 1994, I do feel like that there is a lot of fertile ground and I've even heard some rumors or stuff that they could do more with this series. Yeah, I mean- So they might be.
2: Because Fear Street has, I think, like 20 something books. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's just the, the rough guess. I know I have a couple myself. I, I feel that like that point about The Witch, you know, The Witch is a very, if you're not familiar with this A24 film starring Anya Taylor-Joy, it's one of my favorites of all time. And it's because it's such a unique- experiential sort of horror film they literally to write the dialogue chopped up a bunch of books from a specific year i think it's like 1632 and then they ch- made the dialogue out of all the books they could find published in that year and all of the wardrobe were actually costumes from the time period so th- that we still have so th- you know explains a well, lot of the lived in but it's also with something like scream or something like friday the 13th We've had time for the industry to sort of do an Allen more deconstruction of what made those films work. I feel which hasn't necessarily had that, um, but I, I am excited to see it. I'm excited to see The Fear Street just because you, you sort of praise it uh, enough that I, I need to check it out. Um,
0: it's worth checking out the whole, you know, the fact that they made all three movies at the same time is great. Yeah, You know, 100%. they released them all a week apart. I Which mean, is its yeah, own it's nice. sort of exper-
2: experiential thing. Like, I think that's cool. That's a cool little...
0: It was the same director for all yeah. three. Yep. You know, a lot of the same actors were in all three movies. Yeah. 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 They, I, d- I dug the they experiment.
1: Were they, were they feature-length or were they episodic-length? Yeah.
0: No, they were like two hours apiece. Jeez. I mean, they were, yeah, they were feature-length. Cool.
2: Well, I, you know, I think it gives a, a, a cool jolt to the young uh, adult horror uh, franchises out there. Uh, and that brings us right into our next film, which I think we're going to have a little bit of a review of, not much. Of, <laughs> uh, directed by Tanya Wexler, starring Kate Beckinsale and Jai Courtney and Stanley Tucci Jolt. Tells the story of a bouncer with a slightly murderous anger management problem that she controls with the help of an electrode-lined vest she uses to shock herself back to normalcy when whenever she gets homicidal now Chad and I didn't watch this but I hear that Rob watched at least five minutes of it Rob how did you feel about I
1: watched I watched approximately an hour of this and I'll be brutally honest I was enjoying the hell out of it it was so much fun it wasn't taking itself seriously the production value was beautiful it was beautifully shot there was energy in the camera move I mean I'd like to see what's coming next with this director Kate Beckinsale is awesome on camera she's so good she's fearless I thought her her chemistry with Jai Courtney was awesome. I was just enjoying the shit, and it was fun. It it was just fun. The action was over the top. It was silly. It was... um, What was was the movie that was on? I think Netflix put out about a week, week and a half ago, two weeks ago. um, What's her name from uh, Gardens of the Galaxy? Um, Uh, uh, Gunpowder uh, Milkshake. Gunpowder Milkshake. I felt like it was a bigger budget... The the look of it and the feel of it sort of had that feel, that energy infused, but it, it was... The production value was bigger and better. And, and I, was in, I was with it and I was having a great time. I literally was smiling. I couldn't believe I'm. Up. And then they did something in the movie. The protagonist, the hero of the movie does something where I literally stopped playing it. I, and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? What, ha, this is not happening. I rewound it and I watched the moment again because surely I dozed. And No, somehow in the writing, and directing, the, 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 the powers that be agreed that the, prince of the the protagonist does something in this movie. Now, I'll, I'll tell you what it is if you want to hear it. Yeah, go ahead. There. There's, she's running, the protagonist is on the lam from the cops because they believe she killed her boyfriend, Jack Gordon. And she's got a terrible, her, her thing is, her, her power is, uh, she's got this unbelievable anger anger issue. And over the years, Due to that anger issue, she's been put in certain places where she's acquired skills and she's very dangerous. Uh, but Stanley too, she has developed this suit that she puts on, it's absurd, that whatever she's about to kill, she she shocks herself and sends her back. And it's absurd, but it's, they get that. And it, there's a self there's a self reverence in a wink and it's fun and you get it and they all, they understand it, but she's being chased and she winds up in a hospital because she's trying to question somebody in a hospital. She gets chased in the hospital by the female, police officer, who's also very good in this. And she winds up hiding in the, in the maternity ward, in the room where all the newborn babies are. All the newborn babies are in their little, their little incubators, uh, you know, being taken care of. She's in the room by herself. And then the cop tracks her into there. And to get out of there, the cop's got her gun, pointed at her. And to get out of it, she grabs a baby and she throws the baby at the cop. So the cop drops the gun, has to catch the baby. And I was like, what the fuck, I just watched. And then even the cops like, no, don't throw the baby. What the hell? Don't don't do that. But and what she does it again. And you know what? I stopped her right there. She may she may even do it again. I don't
0: know. <laughs> I the scene. That That's the rest of like, the movie.
1: <laughs> I was like, this is not. Are you kidding me? Who 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 grieved who, who that that is? I literally went from the here in the moment forward. I hope they kill her. I don't. I hope they kill her. And I stopped watching the movie. And I was like, I I to not come back to it.
0: That's pro life
2: saying- pro for his,
1: uh,
0: yeah. his uh, <laughs> I, I mean it just- <laughs> listen no wait a minute Keith yeah. I know Rob doesn't know anything about this do you remember is a batman comic where joker was in a maternity ward and the cops have the gun on the joker and the joker throws the babies or a baby at the cop the cop drops the gun to catch the baby the joker shoots and kills the cop
2: I don't, but that sounds like a very Joker yeah. villainish thing. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So this lady, uh, Kate Bigginsdale, is the Joker
2: yeah well she didn't do the killing part but it also might have become you may have
0: I turned the scene off yeah that's
2: the thing is we don't know so it could yeah. have gone Joker style or she starts fucking juggling babies and you realize they're actually in a baby doll factory we
1: don't know what the actual occurrence is that might uh, be the keep talking. I'm gonna go back and watch the rest I'll be back before the end of this <laughs>
2: Exactly. that could be the moment where it goes shoot em up style and just become so over the top you know what I mean um, I, okay. I didn't give a okay. shit about this movie to begin with
0: so. well I, I think that uh was you know since rob you rated keith's and i review earlier i'll rate yours uh it was pretty good but since you didn't f- finish the movie it's an incomplete that's yeah. your grade I incomplete
1: Wait, i think okay. um, i was gonna drop ad, your first one
0: no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
2: moving along to uh another movie that only uh, a portion of us saw i think i'm the only one that saw it but fuck God, i want to talk about it um, and that is a A24's newest release of the green night uh, directed by David Lowry, um, who directed um, uh, Pete's dragon, the Disney remake uh, that happened. He did an episode or two of rectify and he's directing Disney's upcoming Peter Pan and Wendy. Um, the film stars, Dev Patel, Alicia Vikander, uh, Joel Edgerton, um, Sarita Choudhury. um, And then uh, some of the people from um, uh, The Witch, Kate Dickey, who played the mother, and Ralph Innocent, who played the father. Um, And it tells the story of a uh, a, well, it's a fantasy retelling of the medieval story of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Um, And it lends and leans really hard into the idea of being a romance. And I don't mean the modern sense, but the ancient chivalrous sort of, these are the chapters of the life of this character. Also an appearance by um, the Flag Smasher from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. She's in there as well. Um, right. she's, yeah, she's a cool little part. So I won't ruin it because I think you guys both wanted to see, it, or I know Rob at least wanted to see it. I want to see it again. Um, Yeah, I was
0: kind of whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah. I feel it is... In the way Snake Eyes is giving you a a hero that is an incomplete hero, this film does that, but it does it on purpose. And so it's us being disappointed by a main character because we see all the chances he has to be something great and he keeps foregoing them. And, And it's like, what is going to happen now? And it's very experimental. At a point, it leaves behind linear storytelling. Um, The visuals are fucking stunning. Uh, There's some amazing work in there, camera work. There's some amazing acting in it. Uh, It it asks you to reinterpret what you think King Arthur is. Um, And and in like this weird combination of big, more historically accurate, but also there's fucking giants and it's, and there's not as much fantasy stuff as I thought there would be, but it's beautiful when you do see it because it's un. Earthly, but feels more from the dirt than anything I've ever seen. I wish films were all like this because it's it's so dark and beautiful at the same time. Uh, I don't think Chad would like it because it gets weird and experimental. Um, and well,
0: you know, my daughter did see it and she did not like it. Yeah, I, I we have a, we have a similar taste, but not always. But she did yeah. not like it. She said it was visually beautiful. Yeah, but yeah. she did not like this movie.
1: It's That's a hell of a cast. Cool. Yeah,
0: it is what
2: I wanted. It's what I thought story-wise, just story-wise. It's where I thought the Iron Fist show was going, right? Of like this hero who isn't a hero. We don't see the heroic things about him, you know? And so often when you have that character that is a jerk, even when they're a jerk, you can see that hero lying beneath the surface, you know what I mean? Um, and with the Ironfish show and Danny Rand, you couldn't. And I kind of liked that idea. And with Dev Patel's performance, you can't. And I like that idea too. And it's all about, will he ever make the right choice? You know, will he ever get it? Because we, as the audience get it long before he does. And, uh, and it's interesting. It's just cool. It's a very good, I, I liked it a lot. Um, but I could understand why people don't because it's a, a weird ending, uh, yeah, and it's just a weird movie altogether. The end. That's all I got. I rambled for a while, <laughs> right. um, but you know, with that movie's about power um, and who has the the right to wield it. So is our next program, uh, and that is five episodes of uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation uh, with. Uh, Chris Wood starring as He-Man, Sarah Michelle Gellar as Tila, Lena Headey as Evelyn, Mark Hamill as Skeletor, Tiffany Smith as Andra, Diedrich Baker, Liam Cunningham, uh, Justin Long, Griffin Newman, Kevin Michael Richardson, fucking Henry Rollins, Stephen Root was amazing as Cringer, uh, um, uh, Dennis Haysbert uh, as King Grayskull, Alan Oppenheimer, uh, Jay from the Jay and Silent Bob, Jason Muse. Um, and the story uh, is The War for Eternia begins again, what may be the final battle between He Man and Skeletor, a new animated series from writer director Kevin Smith. Uh, what did you think about Masters of the Universe, Chad?
0: You know, I was seeing like online that some people were losing their mind. Losing their, their fucking minds. Like their childhood was ruined because. Yeah. It was a Teela show. It was a secret Teela show. Yeah, yeah. It was a He Man. It was Teela. Yeah. You know, people were like, "They should have changed the name." And the, somebody replied, "It's called Masters of the Universe." <laughs> mm-hmm. They did change the name. It's not He Man and the Masters of it. it's, it's Masters. Not, of, they did change the name.
2: Yeah, it's not <laughs> Misters of the Universe <laughs> yeah. either. We could have some
0: ladies. Exactly. <laughs> so that means that I wasn't mad that it was a Teela show. Me either. It was fine. We've talked about this before. As much as I enjoyed or I have nostalgia, I should say, for the He-Man cartoon. It was a very shitty cartoon. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. It was, you know, it was for five-year-olds basically to sell, you know, toys. Uh. So they weren't ruining anything. No. By having He-Man not in it most of the time. So this, this was totally fine for me. The fact that, you know, Tila was the protagonist and, you know, she was doing everything. I loved thought Eva Lynn was incredible in this she was awesome
2: that turn that last fucking line that Lena he gives in season uh the episode five of uh I was just starting to like you kids and then like she spends all of this time complaining about the toxic relationship with Skeletor gets close to Orko who now becomes an important character for the first time he's not a joke
0: yeah he's not a joke
2: and then she just goes back to fucking Mark Hamill at the end of it like Oh, God, it was, it was heartbreaking. It was crushing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah I, I dug it. I mean, I am I watched some more whenever, you know, part two or whatever it's called comes out. Yeah. Uh, and I really, I thought it was cool, too, that, you know, Tony Todd, uh, I forgot who he was playing, the scare, scare Glow. Scare Glow. Not Obviously, Tony Todd sounds like Candyman because he's Candyman, but they even modulated his voice to sound like Candyman. Yeah. from the candy i thought that was pretty cool this scary character yeah it's tony todd but also yeah. souped up a little bit to sound just like candy man yeah t- to me it's like i feel this
2: show is more in the line of the toys than the animated series ever was and and i say that because you can't do a continuous storyline and still represent what the original cartoon was because the cartoon never did that. The cartoon was always episodic and you didn't have follow through. So just by having one continuous thread going through it, you're taking yourself away from what that original show was and introducing characters like Scareglow Glow and uh, Stinkor who would never represent it in the show, only in the toys. And that opening sort of drove that home to me. This to me going back to a Batman comic, was No Man's Land. But in the He-Man universe, right? What happens when our main protagonist is gone? And it even felt more like a comic book with Triclops having the cult and all that stuff. Like, that felt like it would be right at home in the pages of a comic book. And I was totally... You know, people are complaining that He-Man's not on the show. He's in every goddamn episode. Uh, every episode. Every episode. It just might not be the way you want it to be. But I feel like the second... Half is going to be exactly that. I feel it's. We watched Infinity War. In game is coming, and in game is going to give you everything you wanted, but you just have to build it up so that those dramatic stakes exist there. You know,
0: To, to me, it was very much like the Transformers animated movie, and the fact that Optimus Prime gets killed at the beginning, Megatron gets killed at the beginning. Yeah, you know, in a duel, just like this the new person takes over hot rod Tila. they're going on a quest to still you know save the thing and you've got all these other characters showing up it's still he-man and the masters of the universe yeah it's just new people different people and people from the cartoon and the toys are all in it they're all in it i think it's a
2: great i I love the 2012 teenager ninja turtles because it's sort of tries to iron out the mythos so we can understand how these things connect and i feel this is what this did like i got to see the hell that the people in eternity are scared of that's cool I, I never even knew that's something i wanted um so yeah i, I can't wait for the second five i think I, I really had a good time with this one
1: um I'm you, forward did to- they ever do a uh crossover with scooby-doo Same point?
2: They didn't. But sadly, that does bring up the uh, lady who voiced the grandmother in Courage the Cowardly Dog passed away uh, this this oh, week. And they did like a bunch of uh, awesome sweet tributes to her uh, with Courage and all that stuff.
1: I am just a bear of bad news.
2: Yeah. Oh, always. Um, yep. Uh, to some men, you might be a bear of bad news. Who knows? Listen, I think um, the next film, uh, I think me and Rob watched, uh, directed by Navat Papu shadow i've never said that and i don't think i've ever said it right nor will i ever um it stars uh karen gillian lena heady again carla gugino i don't know how to say her name either i'm just bad at these uh michelle yo uh paul giamatti um and it is called gunpowder milkshake premiering on netflix three generations of women fight back against those who could take everything from them also angela bassett's in it she's wonderful um rob what did you think about gunpowder milkshake
1: you know i I think it was you could tell the budget was a little lower a little smaller they sort of contained uh a lot of it was uh just very intimate scenes you know with uh karen gillen who's great i love her to death and and the kid i thought it was a good story I, i enjoyed it i think it was worthy of watching at home on netflix um again i think they're sort of building that niche now where you know, there's a difference between going to the theater or watching something at home. And um, I will, I, I guess in a way, lower my expectations a slightly bit, a lower the, my expectations of production value a bit. That being said, they got really damn good actors to go toe-to-toe with each other. I thought the choreography of the fight scenes were a lot of fun. And I thought most people did a good job. I thought, you know, weird. And again, as I'm a huge Karen Gillian fan. I thought her... I thought her fight scenes, I thought she was a bit stiff compared to everybody else. I kind of felt like I was watching her kind of hit her marks a little bit. Whereas as some other people it was, it was more alive. Um, But it's worth a watch to me. I think, again, visually really, really nice. Again, I was going to say, like I said before, visually, it sort of reminded me a little bit of Jolt in a way, the colors, very bright, very vibrant, creating almost a a different world, a a syncytious world of brighter and more vibrant. Um, But I enjoyed it. Good shit. I mean, it's, i i can't say too much bad about it. i think i think you can tell the budget was was pretty tight and um, but i think they did a pretty good job with it and they certainly they certainly got a few damn good actors not even a few yeah. quite a handful of damn good actors to to show up and do good work for a couple of days you know so, yeah and no baby like, tossing
2: so that's that's a no baby that's tossing. thing
1: well, I, love. I think there were some
2: you know, you know, I feel like John Wick has become sort of we were yeah. talking about, you know, screaming Friday the thirteenth, then being deconstructed by the industry. I think yeah. John Wick, is, has been become the pinnacle of action movies, right? So a lot of people are trying to deconstruct that. It's an adjective
1: people are trying to be defined by. It.
2: Yeah, and, and they do that through the violent action scenes, through the neon lighting, all of that. And this falls victim to that as well. But at the same time, I had a blast watching it. It was so much fun to me. There are two sequences that I'm going to spoil for you, Chad, just because I think there's what, part of the things that's going to pull you in. There's a scene in a dentist's office where uh, she gets injected with paralytic agents in both arms, but she still has to fight like three guys, so she can't use her arms, so she tapes a scalpel to one and a gun to the other and just starts swinging her body uh, lifelessly, and it's fucking great. It's amazing. It's a fight scene with character, and then she has to escape, but she's protecting an eight-year-old, I'm sorry, eight and three-quarters, and uh, they have to do a high-speed car chase scene. But she can't steer the wheel. So she's sitting down operating the gas and the brakes with her feet, uh, which are still working, while the small child is in her lap driving. And she's just screaming directions at her. And it's just like a brilliant way to do the chase scene that I've never seen before. And it's just it's fun. And it's a lot of actors just having a good time, it looks like. And there's one beautiful dolly shot as you just see a massacre in a diner. Um, Just a lot of cool stuff to it. Uh, if you have netflix check it out it's great they
1: did they love their slow-mo their dolly slow-mo shots and just the specificity in the detail of the the gunshots to the head and the, and the explosions of the body were just i almost felt like it was like they were making a pollock painting it was a slow pan as they were just throwing body parts and blood against the wall it was uh it was it was pretty. No yes. babies.
2: No baby. Well, babies, but no babies being thrown. That's the distinct difference. Uh, And also in our next show, I don't think there's babies being thrown, but there's some aliens who we don't know their age. Uh, And that's Star Wars, the Bad Batch. Uh, We had two episodes come out. One was called Infestation. um, And I don't know what the second one was about uh, what was called. First one was like the descent with Star Wars characters and bugs and trapped. I wish. Yeah, I mean, kind of, kind of. They're trying to get spice out and all that stuff. And the second one has brought us to the beginning of the end as we see Hunter and your boy Crosshair cross paths again. How did you feel about these two episodes of Bad Batch?
0: The, the first one was kind of like a throwaway, you know, where they were, like you said, doing the, being in the caves and stuff. It was fun because, again, I want to get to something. I just feel like we're treading more, we're treading more with that one. Or this other one, yeah, I was a fan of that one. They had to leave Hunter behind, and Omega was the one like, no, we can't leave him behind, and he's ordering them. That was super cool. Yeah. And then how he ended up with um, Crosshairs standing toe-to-toe there at the end in the cell. I dig that so much. Yeah. Like I, I'm ready for the. I think maybe two episodes left. I think that's all it is.
2: Yeah, and so. I'm excited to see where it goes. I mean, I think it's going to be that big – uh, climactic ending, but I think one of the guys is going to die. And I don't know which one. I, I think Hunter makes the most sense.
0: Do you uh, think that Crosshair ultimately is good or on their side at the end of this season? No. Or do you think he's still bad? I think he's still bad. He's such an awesome bad guy. <laughs>
2: yeah. I And he might be bad and no longer working for the Empire, but still bad. He might be like that Boba Fett sort of...
0: Yeah, he could be on his own. That makes sense.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, But I... You know, I, I I, just love the the show so far. I even like the throwaway episodes because it's fun, just adventure stuff. And that's been, you know, entertaining for me. Um, I think
0: the, I'm just going to say, I think the problem with the throwaway episodes is the fact that they are not a binge drop. So mm-hmm. they come out once every Friday or yeah, it's Friday. And I'm like, okay, I'm looking forward to this one. And that was a throwaway episode. So I'm like, well, that was kind of wasted. If it, Maybe if they had released like you know five at a time or something, then I wouldn't be as critical of the throwaway episodes.
2: Yeah. I just think I just think you'd like to be critical. That's all it is. Which I, yeah. I support if it's the movie I mean, old, but you know, other than that. Yeah, I was gonna
0: say I like old better than you for sure. Oh I, I
2: I don't, ugh, fuck. I don't think anyone liked it less than me that's for sure um, but the next one I, I haven't seen any of you've seen four episodes so clearly you love it and that's Schmigadoon on Apple TV starring Keegan Michael Key Cecily Strong and Fred Armisen and Kristen Chenoweth. Uh, how is Schmigadoon it's it's a musical television show we know that a hiking couple yep. get lost um, How how is the show treating you so far
0: so you know, this is not really one that I was going to watch. We talked about it in the podcast, but my wife wanted to watch it, so we've been watching it. Hmm. Uh, it's very funny. I mean, is it okay? I, you know, Sicily from Saturday Night Live, Keegan Michael they are very funny people. I mean, so it's funny. The what I really like though is that the songs that they're singing are—they're like double entendres. You know, they're very adult hmm. in what they're saying. You know, there's like one of the songs is like, uh, you put the, it's like corn and they're singing about corn pudding. They're like, you put the corn in the pudding and clearly, you know what they're talking about. See,
1: Rob,
2: like they're what they're talking about, about the is pudding. when a man loves a woman.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't listening to a thing you guys were saying. Are you guys doing a podcast or something? I'm, 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 I'm multitasking over here. Guys. He,
0: he heard he heard musical. That So he, he tuned out. out. Musical dude. or animated.
1: You know what's so funny is I have such a tough time. I'd like to watch Brigadoon, but I, I can't get past the name because the first the first musical I ever saw growing up was Brigadoon, and it was one of the least. It's one of my least favorite experiences in the history of theater. I hated it so much. I was I was so bored. Ugh, it almost turned it turned me away from theater for a while. It was ugh. I hate Brigadoon.
2: I when we first watched that trailer and I brought up that that's what the title was a reference to. Chad looked at me like I was a fucking crazy person, and I'm like, I spent all this money in a degree, I should know that, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the, oh.
0: Yeah, I was like, I've never heard of Brigadier.
2: Oh, I've Never fun. heard of. That. I like it, but
0: but I think it's it's a fun show if you like musicals. Is not just like straightforward musicals. Again, they're they're kind of making fun of the trope of musicals Mm -hmm. the two main characters have seen musicals and they realize they're in a musical that's so so yeah i mean i'm interested to see where this is going um you know we'll keep watching it yeah cool
2: fantastic and then uh the next one only you've seen this as well but i don't know what this is you sent me a text saying you watched the amusement park Did you go to an amusement park? Are you talking about the movie from 1973? What are you
0: talking about? So I'm not sure of the year, but it was George R. Romero. 1973, yeah. Okay. But they just came out on Shudder. And what what happened was it was like a PSA of like elderly abuse and how to take care of the elderly. And... Uh They some company paid Romero to do this. And he shot an hour-long movie. And after they saw it, they were like, This is insane. We this is not what we wanted. We are never showing this to anyone. And the Romero family like took it, I don't know if they sold it or whatnot, but restored it. And it now it's on shutter.
2: That's amazing.
0: Yeah. So it's like. The way that I was reading about it is like this has not been seen, but you know I know it's 1973, yeah. But that's just when he made it. But no one has seen it. I mean, obviously, a few people have seen it, of wow. course. But
1: 48
0: years it, later, Jesus. it's it's worth checking out. In the fact that it's 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 a new Romero film that no one has seen. That's phenomenal. And it, and it's it's funny because I watched it after Old, and you know <laughs> Old 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 is about getting old, you know, quickly. Yeah. So this is a nice one-two punch. This is about people that are old and how society doesn't treat them well.
2: Well, I, you and, know, I, I think a better one-two punch would be just getting punched in the face twice instead of watching <laughs> old. But go ahead.
0: <laughs> but, you know, it's a nice in the fact that the, the premise is the main character goes to an amusement park and every ride kind of coincides with the real world, whether it be like health care or housing. Like in he, go, he gets in the bumper cars, for example, and there's an older couple in the bumper cars above him, and a young guy hits them in the bumper car. And a, the police show up, and they blame it on the old people because she doesn't have her glasses on, and they don't have insurance, or they can't afford insurance. And so it's just stuff like that.
2: So it's a straight you know, up '70s trippy PSA, but just this one's right my Romero.
0: Like one hour PSA, you know, about just hey, look after old people, guys. Society doesn't. We need to look after them. I
2: can't fucking wait. That sounds great. Like, yeah, I can't wait to watch. I, I love Romero, so I'm all on board.
0: Yeah, that. I'm, that's why I just said I saw the music part because I figured you'd already know the. I know the shutter. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's that's awesome. Well, fantastic. Well, then uh, we have one more movie that we saw to talk about, um, and that is uh, the Disney uh, film – directed by Jean Collet Serra, who also directed the 2005 House of Wax starring uh, um, Paris Hilton. He also directed Orphan. He directed Unknown, which is a great movie nonstop, run all night, The Shallows. Uh, He's directing the upcoming Black Adam. But the film we're here to talk about today is Jungle Cruise based on Disneyland's uh, theme park ride, where a small riverboat takes a group of travelers through a jungle filled with dangerous animals and reptiles, but with a supernatural element, the film's stars Dwayne Johnson, Emily Blunt, Edgar Ramirez, Jack Whitehall, Jesse Plemons, Paul Giamatti yet again, uh, Denny Rivera, uh, Mr. Mark Ashworth's in there, Mr. um, Vince Pisani's in there. Uh, So we have a bunch of cool, awesome Atlanta actors that make appearances on uh, Piper Collins is a local actress. Um, She's in there as well. Chad, what did you think about Jungle Cruise?
0: This was kind of like the mummy with a little bit of pirates mixed in with yeah. the rock. Yeah. And mostly the mummy. Mostly I mean, the even down to the CGI to me looked a lot like the CGI from the mummy
2: in 1999 time frame. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like the best CGI in the world. It was fine. It was, fine. but you know, the rock is awesome. Like everything he does. I love the rock and Emily Blunt is awesome in this movie too. Yeah. So I like the movie that I love it. No, it it was perfectly fine. I loved how the, the Disney ride of the jungle cruise was a lot of what the rock was doing at the beginning with the fake stuff. And I love how, when you go, when you do the real ride, they're doing corny jokes and the rocks doing corny jokes. Yeah. So, so I thought it was very well incorporated into the ride. Yeah at disney i thought it was well done in that regard It was a fine movie uh, i heard they're already you know potentially talking about a sequel i would watch a sequel it's fine i mean
2: yeah the rock's great i would watch it in a heartbeat i'd really like here's i i really enjoyed this movie a lot more than i thought i would i to me i think it's my favorite rock character he's ever done um, Oh but, geez because he's, you ever
0: watched the rock in wrestling
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, too shy. But I feel like this rock is much more fast talking, fast paced. Um, and I did not see the twist with his character coming at all. Me neither. No, nope. uh, I did not see that by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I didn't really care for the villain. I loved fucking Emily Blunt in this movie. She was great, and the. The chemistry they have isn't typical chemistry. That section where they're underwater and he's trying to give her breath and she punches him in the face was like one of my favorite scenes. And then I love the fact you have an openly gay character and you come out and say it like in the movie. Um, And I've been watching Good Omens lately with Jack Whitehall, and, and I know Jack Whitehall from, like, just stand-up comedy stuff. That's how I've been introduced to him. So now he's in this, Clifford the Big Red Dog, all of this stuff. It is a great fucking job. I feel his broken leg healed itself really fucking quickly at the end of it. I feel like, why not just leave the rock there in his true form as a rock instead of changing him back and all that stuff, whatever. Um, But I, I had a great time watching it. Maybe a little long. But I I did break it up in half. And uh, yeah, I I feel it hits all of those Pirates of the Caribbean notes that it has to hit. Because that that does seem like it's the model they were going after. Um, The weird mutant monsters were fun. They were cool. Snake guy, bug guy. I felt like I was watching Toxic Crusaders. Um,
0: Yeah, I I dug it. But I do agree, though, with what you said as far as like the villain. I I do think it was a weaker villain. Even the fact where you kind of had two villains, but two villains didn't make one. You know what I mean? With Clemens and the other guy, the
2: Aguirre weird because like I associate Aguirre with Aguirre, the wrath of God, which is a fucking terrible movie. If you're an animal fan, because it's where they actually kill the animals for real in the movie.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah.
2: So there's like a famous scene of them decapitating a, a monkey. And it's like, that's why it's famous. Right. Um, And so like to hear when I heard that name, I'm like, hold the fuck up. That's where we're going with this. Um, But again, I loved it. I liked it. If you guys want my Disney plus password to watch it on premiere, feel free to hit me up. Um, But that's all of the movies. Now we're going to talk about some trailers. Uh, And again, we're going to go through this relatively quickly. Uh, The first trailer, we're all going to say that we love it because, you know, who are you going to call if you feel otherwise? Directed by Jason Reitman, uh, starring uh, Finn Wolfhard, McKenna Grace, Carrie Coon, Sigourney Weaver, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Logan Kim, Celeste O'Connor, Annie Potts, uh, Sydney May Diaz, uh, Olive Cooper, the list goes on and on and on, it is of course Ghostbusters Afterlife. When a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town, they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. Uh, Chad, what do you think about the Ghostbusters trailer?
0: This is so much better than that stupid-ass clip you had me <laughs> watch like 10 episodes ago. Oh my gosh. This is what I want to see.
2: Yeah.
0: But uh, I can't remember if it was this trailer, but I, I do want to say this. I also hate when I click on that, I'm going to watch the trailer. It shows me two or three seconds of the trailer. A trailer for the trailer. It. Yeah. Yeah get out of here. Just show me the damn trailer. I've already clicked on it. Anyway. Yeah, and fuck you, old... That was like like an appropriate
1: old man comment. (laughs) (laughs) Get off my lawn!
0: Tell me. I hate it. Hi, I'm Andy Andy. Rooney. Today we're going (laughs) to talk...
1: (laughs) Don't you hate it when your trailer has a trailer before the trailer?
0: Um, Yeah, I meant to say this, too. I'm mad at you guys. I wore this today. Goonies. Because both of you guys suck about goonies. But anyway. I don't even know what that is. What's a goonie? Shut up. So back to this. It was cool. Bill Murray at the end. Yeah, uh, on the phone. Dan Ackroyd. Oh, oh no you Dan Akron. No Oh, my gosh. It. Anyway, it was cool at the end with that. Um, and I do like, so the, the female Ghostbusters one was fine. I enjoyed it. But yeah. what I like about this is this is clearly a continuation. Yeah. There's no like secret, like, oh, yeah, this happened before and everybody forgot. Maybe this is clearly. Ghostbusters three, you know, is what they're going with. So yeah, I, I'm like you said. Of course, we're gonna love it. Nostalgia. Let's rock and roll. Yeah, Rob, what'd you think?
1: I wanna love it. I like it a lot. I don't love it yet. It's good. I like. I, do- I like the tone's a little different. I like it. It's a little darker, a little more moody. Paul Rudd's awesome. Um, I, I I'm on board. I mean, I, am looking forward to seeing it. I just don't quite love it yet. I'm, I like it. I, I, I think visually it's, it's stunning. I, I think mean, it looks good. I Again, I'm just, I don't, again, the, the world's a weird place right now. We've been seeing these trailers for a long time. I, I, I think I'm so, I, I've left so many of these trailers in the past that were supposed to come out by no fault of their own. But I like this trailer better than what I've seen previously. And I'll be brutally honest, when I first saw the last clip of the trailer, I thought it was Bill Murray for a second too. And I went, wait, that's Dan Eckman. So anyway.
0: So would you have loved it if it would have been Bill Murray?
1: You know, it's possible. I, I, I it's, uh, it's possible. It's possible that may have been enough to make me go, ah, oh, fuck yeah, I love it. But, uh, um, again, I don't. I'm, I'm a fan of Dan Aykroyd, even though he's batshit crazy. Um, but it, w- it was, great to have Aykroyd in there. It was great to have one of the, one of the originals.
0: Well, I saw and this was a, I guess a toy that's coming out, and it's the three originals, old. When I say originals, Winston, yep, Aykroyd, sure. and Bill Murray, in the Ghostbusters uniform, but they're old. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if that is. I think they're all going to be. In it. I think
1: they're oh, all. Oh, I mean,
0: I know they're all going to be in it, but like they're suited up. Yeah, Do you know that's what I awesome.
2: mean? Awesome, but I mean, they were all in the the female led one as well, but but not know, as the
0: same characters. Not as the same right. characters. That's that's what I mean. It's not yeah. the continuation a, of these guys. What, a, what a I feel that like,
2: that to me, I I love Ghostbusters with a a passion. I have an e- ecto one. License plate right over there. I have a Slimer when you first walk into my house. I, I'm obsessed with it. I have even this motherfucker from the real Ghostbusters. This is one of the toys from it, uh, from back in the day. Um, so, that's in my... Wait a what, is,
1: what is that? Did you just... Did you did you somehow just kind of take a sex toy and then... no? Just I, off as a what,
2: what the <laughs> fuck kind of sex what are you <laughs> having? Eyeballs-
1: I'm not sure where you pulled that from, but I heard a I, I don't no, know. <laughs> I know. No. What? I, 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 I like
2: love. it. I like it. Uh, I'm giving it my own ectoplasm. Anyway, point is, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> <laughs> to me, this trailer separates itself because it is Rob Queefed. I feel like to me, this trailer, we lost all of our female demographic <laughs> with that joke. To me, <laughs> I feel that this trailer is both not enough Ghostbusters and too much Ghostbusters for me in the way that I associate Ghostbusters so much with New York. It's in New York City. These are their stories. You know what I mean? Bum, bum. And this is so far removed from that. But at the same time, it feels like we're rehashing all of the monsters and ghosts that we had in the original Ghostbusters. And that's our main focus. But please tell me that one fucking thing was not Slimer because that did not look like Slimer to me. Um i know Uh, yeah like that was when i saw that i'm like oh oh somebody needs a sonic the hedgehog campaign that shit um but i'm gonna watch it regardless because it's fucking ghostbusters and i'm sure i'm gonna love it uh but those are just my the first immediate things i think it's amazing that reitman's kid is the one doing it that's awesome yeah um but uh but yeah that's what i have to say about that Um, moving right along to our next film directed by Ridley Scott, who we have two movies this week coming from Ridley Scott. I think we had two last week as well. Um, this movie is written by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon um, starring Jodie Comer, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, uh, Adam Driver, Martin uh, Socus. I can't say his name, uh, Harry Walter, uh, Zeljiko Ivanek. Uh, I can't say any of these people's names, Nathaniel Parker, directed by Ridley Scott, this is The Last Duel. Uh, King Charles VI declares that Knight Jean de Corot settled his dispute with his squire by challenging him to a duel um, Chad what did you think about the trailer for the last duel it was
0: weird uh, it was kind of hard for me to look at Damon and Affleck in this movie and not see Damon and Affleck yeah. you know like I know there's there's plenty of pieces and actors pulled off you know Russell Crowe gladiator you know stuff like that Tom Cruise the last samurai like I don't think that oh man they're out of place But but I really felt like Affleck and Damon were out of place in this movie. Uh, All that being said, because they said it was based on like some true story that everyone should know. Do you do you know the true story? Either one of you guys? No, no. Okay, so it's not that famous of a story then that we should know. It's not like I know it's not Helen of Troy, but like everybody knows that story. So I mean, I like Adam Driver. I like I like everybody in it. It looked interesting. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it was just, it was difficult for me to see these guys in the film. Ralph Parogi, how did you feel?
1: Um, I, you know, like most of his movies, uh, beautifully shot. They, the production value was high quality. Um, it, it, it was okay. Again, I wasn't overwhelmed by it. I love all the actors in the movie. So I'm going to see it. I just, Adam Driver going toe to toe with Damon and Affleck and, and Martin. I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but I want to say it's Suckus. Um, I've been watching him for years. He he went toe to toe with Denzel in the first Equalizer. He was a bad guy. He was fucking great. I mean, just good stuff. Uh, the guy, the other guy's name you can't pronounce either, I, which I cannot pronounce. Uh, such a good actor, Emmy Award, Golden Globe winner. House of
2: Cards. Um, He's great. Yeah.
1: Uh, just just amazing. He was with uh, the Tay Leone show when she was uh, the, uh, the the Madame Madam C- Madame, C- Madame whatever secretary or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, phenomenal stuff. So just I mean just just ten deep of great of great acting. Uh, the action looked good. I, I don't know. I was just, you know, the very simple story. You know, you you uh, you assaulted my wife. No, I didn't. You're a liar. You're a liar. And I just went, man. Eh, it's, it's. I mean, I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it on the big screen if there's not a, an apocalypse. Um, but I was I was into it. But you're right. It's it's at this point. Damon is, is a movie star. Affleck's a movie star. You know, Adam Driver's getting to the point where he's a movie star. So I see them as great as they are. Now their job is to not screw with the suspension of disbelief by, by, and so it's harder for them to again I'll, I'll watch everything they do because they are so damn good but in these period pieces with the costume in you you do see them you know when it's not a, when it's not a modern piece where they can just kind of get lost into the into, into the into the into the, into the, the fabric it's, it's t- they stand out in period pieces and something where it's a little where they're putting on accents and stuff a little bit not that they don't do it well I will I'm sure 15 minutes of the movie, I'll be I'll be into it, but it's tough in a two and a half minute trailer to kind of suspend that disbelief when these stars who you 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 love to watch are doing accents. It's I, it's and it, that's a me problem at this point. But again, it's a Ridley Scott. Uh, is every one of his movies great? No. Does I, do am I a fan of every one of his movies? No. But does he get the benefit of the doubt that yeah I'm gonna see it regardless if he's gonna you know he's gonna do something spectacular. So
0: are um, everyone just, at least three and a half hours? Yes. yes.
1: Yeah. I,
2: I also I, uh, fe- I feel like that one guy you were talking about that you liked, Rob uh, Mark whatever he reminds pardon, suck suckers suck, suck. yeah he reminds me a lot of you because you both suck ass. Listen, I think the thing is <laughs> that we uh, with Ridley Scott he's hit or miss with me because yes, with Robin you. Hood was fucking terrible. Terrible. Um, and a lot of times when he goes through these period pieces, I just have a difficult time because I don't see what he's going after. I don't see the stars he's chasing. To me, though, that the fact that Affleck and Damon wrote it, I'm kind of more on board with it.
1: That's uh, interesting. It's
2: interesting. Yeah. yeah, and it also reminds me of Oleana, the, the David Mamet play, but now we're just in medieval times with it, right? Mm-hmm. If you're unfamiliar with Oleana, it's a 1992 award-winning play about – sexual harassment did it happen whose story are we believing right and that seems to be the structure here but with people you know driver's got a huge uh star meter his imdb ratings much higher than mine uh as is afflex and damon's and jody comer you know free guys coming out and all that stuff and deadpool loves her yeah deadpool loves her i liked the cross things that are happening in the trailer a lot that was a cool look i'm here for it i'll watch it um Ridley Scott, strangely enough, is the thing that makes me afraid of it. That's the only thing that's like, oh, um, but this next movie has me afraid for a lot of reasons. Uh, directed by uh, James Wan, starring Annabella Wallace, Maddie Hassan and George Young. That is Malignant. Um, the story is about Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grizzly murders and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are, in fact, terrifying realities. I don't. I know that Chad's seen this trailer. I don't know if Rob has. Uh, I saw it. Cool. Uh, Chad, what did you think about the trailer for
0: Malignant? I think that we need to start thinking about James Wan in the same way you think about John Carpenter or Wes Craven. He is a master of horror. He's created franchises, like yeah. the Saw franchise, Conjuring franchise, Insidious. You know, he's he's awesome. And then on top of that, he does other things, too. You know, he Aquaman. You know, yeah, exactly. So he is awesome. I think he did this little, little one. movie
1: called Fast 7. I heard pretty
0: good. Yeah, I am a big fan of him. This this movie looks creepy. It it's a familiar, I guess, trope in certain things where you know, like these things that are happening. Am I making them happening, or you know, is there really an imaginary person doing this, or am I doing it? And think you know, so. But it just seems like that it's some supernatural element. You know, of course, you know the way the things. But yeah, it looks super creepy. I'm I'm going to watch this. I, I can't wait for this. I love James Wan. Rob, what do you think?
1: Anytime uh, any creature or character uh, does the Bray Wyatt upside down walk on your finger toes and tips, it freaks me the fuck out. Anytime they're walking like a spider and, it's, and you see their eyes, I, it, I can't. It freaks me the hell out. They did it well in this trailer. Uh, it's to the point now. Chad and I were actually talking a few days ago. I, I, I think I said I believe I believe James Wan should be considered for the Mount Rush one of the Mount Rushmore spots of horror. He, he's been doing it long enough now, successful enough. And like Chad said, it's not just like he scored with one. Oh my God, multiple different series. Um, he's just a master storyteller, and horror seems to be his his genre. I think again, he's you know good storytellers are good storytellers. I think regardless, but he just he knows horror, and it's it looks creepy. I got creeped out at the trailer. I, you know, I, the only reason I wouldn't watch it because I'd be afraid to be scared. That's the only reason I wouldn't watch. it.
0: I, I feel he's like he's saying it like a joke, but he really means it I know,
2: no, I, 100%, 100%. I, was covered. I <laughs> feel like for me, James Wan has this a, a love for the 70s, B, a love for demonology. Um, but the thing that separates him in my mind from Carpenter, uh, mostly because I, I like that analogy though, is that James Wan knows how to make a blockbuster horror movie. Whereas like Carpenter was always his films are monumental, but they always felt like a little bit of an outsider sort of, you know, film, you know what I mean? Where wands are always going for that popcorn. This is the mainstream streamlined version of horror. And, and one is defining it. Right. Um, And he does it flawlessly every time. It isn't to me as scary as something like the witch, but it's hitting all the right buttons. And so I'm, I'm still going to watch this. At the beginning of it, it felt more like a Jalo movie. By the end of it, it felt more like one's version of Gothica or something like that. And I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, I, I, you've at least piqued my interest enough for me to say, let me see what you do with it. You know, um, so I'm going to watch Malignant. Uh, I- I'm excited about it. Um, I'm also excited about our next one, uh, based on the novel by Frank Herbert, uh, starring Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Zendaya, uh, uh, Jason Momoa, David DeMalchin, and Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Dave Batista, Stellan Skarsgård, Javier Bardem, Charlotte Rampling, Stephen McKinley Henderson, Sharon Duncan Brewster. um, The list goes fucking on and on. Directed uh, by uh, Denis Villeneuve. Um, It is Dune. The feature adaptation of Frank Herbert's science fiction novel about the son of a noble family entrusted with the protection of the most valuable asset and most vital element in the galaxy. Uh, Rob, what did you think about the trailer for Dune?
1: I am a, uh, I'm a big fan of Denis Villeneuve. I, I just, I've enjoyed, I've been in awe of all of his flicks so far. My biggest concern is just the source material, which I was never really a big fan of. I had a tough time with the book years ago. Um, and I wasn't a fan of the original series. Um, just, I, just, something about the, just something about the source material, not the way, not that it was poorly written, not that it was poorly made. I just, the source material did, didn't do it for me. So again, it's, but again, it's Denis Villeneuve, and you know, he gets the best people to work with. He, you know, he, he's one of those directors that the best actors are clamoring to hop on board with. Um, I mean, the trailer's beautiful to look at. Again, it's just the material... It doesn't, I'm just not excited about the material itself. Well, I go see it, of course. um, But I'm not, yet, he doesn't have the casual, if I'm the casual viewer, um, to some extent based upon the material, um, he hasn't swayed me with the story yet. And that's just, that's just me, Uh, that's just me. But again, it's just a who's who of some of my favorite actors, right? I love Rebecca Ferguson. I cannot wait to see what she does. Oscar Isaac's amazing. I love seeing Josh Brolin and his insanity go toe-to-toe with anybody. Um, It's just a a great cast. I'm looking forward. So, again, I'm looking forward to see them. I hope I enjoyed the story. Chad, what about you?
0: I mean, the trailer looked visually stunning, but similar to the Tomorrow War film, this trailer felt like it would never end. It kept (laughs) going on. There's, there's like a formula to trailers, too. There really is. And there felt, there felt like there was like three times where it was like, oh, okay, now we're going to see the words Dune and the trailer's over. And it didn't happen. And I just, I just kept thinking that. I was like, this is the longest trailer I've ever seen in my entire life. Is, the, is, this, not, is this bad for the movie? I don't know if it's going to bode well. The movie looks, like I said, visually stunning. The people in it look awesome. The story I'm here for, I am not as big of a fan of, of the director as you are, Rob. I'm not sure about you, Keith, but I'm not like big. So I'm, I'm really worried about this. Not that I was looking forward to it, and now I think I'm disappointed. I'm just like, I just don't know if I'm going to like this.
2: I feel you, there was, I I love the director, I love all the actors in it, I love the source material, I love the David Lynch movie, Um, the David Lynch movie is not my favorite of Lynch's films, but I recognize how important the source material and that Lynch movie are to pop culture. Like even in um, Loki, in the event and the uh, assembled series, they were talking about we drew influence from David Lynch's Dune. Uh, Star Wars would not exist without Frank Herbert's Dune, right? Um, so all that's there. Uh, the thing that caught me off guard was the fact that the trailer had humor in it. Like there were jokes, there were one-liners. Like we were in the fucking MCU. And from
0: both, no, Momo is acting like Aquaman.
2: Yeah, straight like up some,
0: some Aquaman jokes
2: yeah um and so straight up from the source material and from the director comedy was not what I was expecting at any point and and I wonder if that was injected as a studio demand as a trailer house cut it or something like that because there were a few more jokes than I expected to be there but I'm I'm fine with it I'm I'm eager to see what's gonna be there like I really want to just fucking go and have my mind blown for three and a half hours of just intense, dramatic epic. That's what I'm going to sign up for. Um, so that that's what I'm interested in. So I'll, I'll definitely see Dune, but I'm also a guy with a neck beard. So I feel like I'm their target audience. You know what I mean? Um, I'm perhaps not the target audience for the next film. Also directed by Ridley Scott, starring Jared Leto, Salma Hayek, Adam Driver, yet again, Al Pacino, Lady Gaga, uh, Madeline Gehenna, uh, Camille Cotton, Jeremy Irons, Jack Houston, uh, Reeve Carney. The list just keeps going and fucking going. And that is House of Gucci. Um, Spanning three decades of love, betrayal, decadence, revenge, and ultimately murder, we see what a name means, what it's worth, and how far a family will go for control. Uh, Chad, what did you think about the trailer for House of Gucci?
0: I like how you started this with, you're not the target audience, because clearly I'm not either. (laughs) I feel like if I was interested in this story or fashion or any of this stuff, it'd be amazing with that cast. Yeah, I mean, that, that is a great freaking cast, uh, but no, I'm not interested in this movie. I'm, I'm not going to watch it. Damn, Prague! Did you watch this trailer? You're muted, by the way, Rob.
1: I'm not. I'm not muted. You're muted. <laughs> um, um, if it, it felt in the best way, Scorsese esque to me in a way, and I, I felt there was a way it was shot. There was an energy about it. Um, um, yes, I mean. That cast of all the cast we've talked and we've talked some big ass casts, some spectacular. This cast is uh, might even be my favorite. And um, will I see this? Yeah, it's a big spectacle uh, story with great, great actors and a director who sometimes <laughs> makes great movies. I want to see. I just want to see these people going toe to toe. I just, get, Will I see in the theater? I hope so. I don't. I don't know, but I'll. I'll. I will watch this movie. Yeah, uh, I, you know i kept expecting daniel day lewis to pop up on fucking screen i mean it was one of the it was a certain energy about it that was like what the hell this is this looks this looks amazing it just started off like it was shot out of a cannon it was like oh just uh it's it, beautiful uh, energetic and uh god, look at lito. Lito, lito nobody nobody hates their own beauty <laughs> Jared fucking lito god almighty just cover me everything put shit on me whatever you can um yeah. He, he looked like he was having a ball an absolute freaking ball um so yeah you know me i'm a i'm all about style and fashion you, you know me I, clearly
2: I, you could tell you could tell um, uh i feel like to me where the last duel felt like a modern story like oleana being injected into something that we think of antiquity this feels like antiquity brought into modernity like it feels like it's a it's a Game of Thrones, sort of battle amongst the royals for who will win and i feel like that's the angle that this movie will ultimately have right it will be this we're stabbing each other in the back and and sort of film that would almost feel like lion in winter or something like that um at least that's the angle i would want to see take but again ridley scott who the fuck knows? He's like 964 years old. I think he's just like, I'm gonna die any day. Let's just get the shit out of here, right? So uh and I don't look forward to his death because he has given us some of the greatest films of all time. But uh will this be one of those? I don't know. I'm you know, I'm not really a gambling man, but our next uh main character is um and that takes us on to our next film, uh, written and directed by Paul Schrader, starring Oscar Isaac, Willem Dafoe, and Tiffany Haddish. Uh, that's The Card Counter. A Redemption is the long game in Paul Schrader's The Card Counter. Told with Schrader's trademark cinematic intensity, the revenge thriller tells the story of an ex military interrogator turned gambler haunted by the ghosts of his past. Chad, what did you think about this trailer, uh, which also features Ty Sheridan, um, for The Card Counter? Uh,
0: it looked interesting. You know, the the director, Paul Schrader I don't think I've seen anything he's directed But I was looking, I mean, he was One of the writers on Raging Bull And Taxi Driver, so That's a big deal You know
2: I think, didn't he direct Crash Maybe, or am I crazy?
1: No, I don't think Schrader directed Crash Um, Yeah, because I remember
0: looking And not seeing anything that I recognized That he directed, but uh, It looked interesting enough You know, Oscar Isaac, as Rob said earlier you know he's great um and it looks like he's definitely doing some acting chops in this movie so yeah i'll yeah. probably check this one out
2: 100 uh rob did you see this uh trailer
1: i did very stylish um it felt very it felt a little paul thomas anderson to me which i love i mean very stylish in its uh in its um in, in its look what was up was paul thomas anderson's first movie the one about the, the gambler the um you know what I'm talking about? It's yeah, yeah pull it up pretty fast. It reminded me of that early on, just the way it was shot and the feel and the, and the look of it. Um, yeah, Oscar Isaac's tremendous. Um, I don't know where he gets the freaking time to sh- He's in everything, and not, just, not just like little indies where he can pop in for a couple of days, he, you know, he's in mega fucking franchise. Isn't he training to play what, what Marvel characters that um,
2: Moon Knight? are like, that right now,
1: you know, and, and just working hard eight
2: song. was the name of that uh, game.
1: Hard eight, yeah, thank you, hard eight. Um and um, I just again it looks it's fascinating. I'm again it's that I watch it. And I go it looks like a quality movie, with quality people. I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was being drawn to it. Like oh my god, I got to see this. I got to see this. But w- this will be something I will watch. Yeah, probably not in the theaters, but I will watch it on, be it Prime, Netflix, or whatever, whatever, whatever it comes up on whichever yeah. one, whichever one you're paying for. Then
2: <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Um, I, I've seen a couple of Schrader's movies. I've seen Cat People um yeah, well. i remember that one as a kid american gigolo and the canyons which is the porn one he did with Lindsay lohan uh and so i've seen those this one looked to me you know there were parts where i felt it was cliche and there were parts where i felt it looked indie and there were parts where i felt it looked cheap but overall i i still think because of the things that he has written that i respect you know, some could argue some of those elements feel cliche, you know what I mean? Like it felt and it might just be the way the trailer is presenting it. But when we established the military vet part, it felt like that was a almost like a Hallmark card delivery of that that context, you know what I mean? And so that sort of like took me out of it for a second. Um, It feels like the budget wasn't Super high, but it had to be, you know, fair enough to have Tiffany and Haddish, uh, Tiffany and uh, Oscar Isaacson. So I'm interested to see what that combination is and, and how they, they do. I, I'll see this definitely, but it might be like, you know, like Rob said, once it comes to streaming, Um One movie that I'm not ashamed to say that I will see in theaters is our next one, directed by Jeff Tremaine. Stars Johnny Knoxville, Steve-O, Chris Pontius, uh, Machine Gun Kelly, Spike Jones, Eric Andre, Jeff Tremaine, Rachel Wolfson, Tony Hawk, Jason Wee Manakuna, Aaron McGahey, also Tyler the Creator, uh, Preston Lacey, Shane McMahon, uh, from the WWE, of course, obviously. And that's Jackass Forever. After 10 years, the Jackass crew is back for their final crusade. Chad, what would you think about the preview for Jackass Forever?
0: So, you know, I was one of those guys in the theater, every Jackass movie, laughing my ass off. Yeah. Or in some cases, almost feeling like I'm going to vomit because of some of the gross stuff that they do in those movies. I distinctly remember being in the theater, thinking I was going to throw up watching one of the scenes from the Jackass movies this will be no different i'll be right there it's i mean there's no story it's just you know these guys again turning it up to 11 again let's let's see what happens so yeah. i'll be right there watching it
2: i rem- i remember Is it two where they drink the horse semen? (laughs) What a weird question. Um, But I remember people throwing up in the theater in front of me, like, and it was like a chain reaction. One lady threw up in the aisle and then further down another one. And, and it just sort of set it off. But I also remember watching these guys. I, I remember watching the show. I remember watching the, the predecessor show. Can't kill yourself. I fucking loved it. I was that target generation. Right. Um, I was the kid who wanted to be a skateboarder, you know? So, and look how far I've fallen. Um, But I, yeah, I'm fucking here. I think Johnny Knoxville is one of the most charismatic motherfuckers, not a great actor, but a super charismatic motherfucker. And, and honestly, Rob looks like Johnny Knoxville's older, disappointing, um, and, and upset brother. Rob, did you see the trailer for Jackass Forever? Are you I big saw the trailer.
1: I, I have not seen my younger brother in any of his movies as Jackass. I've never seen a Jackass movie. That being said,
0: yeah, because you're I, eighty. I, yeah,
1: I, I gotta say, I laughed and the Jackass. But... I laughed pretty hard at this trailer. I I, I, I didn't want to. I was, I was kind of belly laughing at the shit they were going through <laughs> yeah. and what they did to themselves. So. I might, you know, at the end of the day, by the end that, I mean, on my deathbed, I might be watching Jackass, you know, just to crack myself up as I cross the Rainbow Bridge and go play with my dogs. Um, I was laughing my fucking ass off at this trailer. I couldn't believe. I was like, "Oh my!" And they just, you know, and I almost felt bad for them. And almost, they don't seem like bad guys. I was like, oh, "Why are you doing? Don't do it! Don't!" I was and I was cringy because you know it's coming. It's not like it's it's the jump scare. You know it's coming, but it's gonna really fucking hurt these guys, and it's. Oh, my God. What the hell?
2: You know, and also watching Jackass is this weird sort of, I I don't know if, uh, since, Rob, you haven't watched it, maybe, Chad, you've experienced this, where you have your own concepts of who these people are, and it makes the prank that happens in the stunt feel different because, Oh, I don't like Aaron and now he's going to be devoured by a bear. I don't like machine gun Kelly. So I'm kind of happy he got hit in the face. I always hated Bam. I thought Bam was an asshole in every fucking iteration of Jackass. And he's out from this one, sadly because he's been having some struggles with uh, abuse of uh, substances and stuff like that. Um, I, I they even think,
0: shot some stuff with him in it. I heard that. And, and apparently just taking it all up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, which I do hope he finds, you know, his piece and gets, gets over that and all that stuff. But I, I'm excited to see these guys come back. I'm excited to see uh, what probably should be their last attempt at any of this. Well, um, they, yeah,
0: they, you know, they even say it. Knoxville about to turn 50, so they got to get this in.
2: And I think that was seven years ago because that motherfucker <laughs> looks like a salt and pepper shaker right now. So um, uh yeah, he's been Leonardo the Turtle. Quit, man. You're done. You're done. <laughs> Uh, uh, the next one uh, is about taking it might be a strange double bill if you watch these movies together directed by Rinaldo Marcus Green starring Will Smith John Bernthal and Tony Goldwyn Uh, that is King Richard a look at how tennis superstars Venus and Serena Williams became who they are after the coaching from their father Richard Williams Rob I know you watched this trailer what did you think about King
0: Richard you are muted again
1: Sorry, I was doing something. I want to you guys to, to hear me farting. No I'm kidding. Um, I actually didn't know this was one of the trailers that came on. when I it was on YouTube, and and it was something. It just came on. And I didn't know what it was as a commercial. And um, what the hell is this Will Smith movie? I, I I've forgotten about it. And it drew me in. I thought it was well done. I I'm looking forward to it. I it it was, I was on board. I mean, you're, you you I, I got so behind him. In his in his fight, in his battle, in his journey to it, just that was powerful. Okay, I I, this is this is uh. I'm trying to remember think the last time I there was a Will Smith movie that I was like, yes, this is going to be great. I, I didn't see the last Bad Boys. I heard it was good. Um, been a while, but I'm I'm a, this looks great. This is a biopic I want to see. Cool, Chad. What about you?
0: I did not know that this was about the Williams sisters, so that was like at the beginning, you know, when he's got the two kids or whatever, and then I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is about the, you know, William sisters and Then it turned out to be. So I feel like this has the potential to be a really big deal. I mean, they're – Venus and Serena are mega stars. Yeah. I mean, and Will Smith is, you know, a star, regardless of if he's had a hit lately or whatever you want to call it. So I think this this has the potential to be a, a pretty big deal. I – we'll check this out. It it looked, uh, it looked interesting to me.
2: Yeah. I, you know, to me there, it it just makes sense. There was a time when Will Smith was the biggest star in the entire world. Um, And, and, and from any medium, like he was bigger than any athlete than any musician, there were those seven, eight years of big Willie style that just seemed unstoppable. Um, And I feel like even though that sort of stopped, it wasn't because of, his failure it's just life moved on you know what i mean and so to combine him with i'm sure the williams sisters producing it um i could research that but fuck that um and it gives such potential for this to be an awe-inspiring movie about you know, people that are already underrepresented in a sport that's, cla- you know, considered a classist uh, sport to begin with. So and these incredible athletes at a time when we're hearing right now all these relevant stories about athletic organizations being disrespectful and abusing athletes and young athletes. This is fucking, it's perfect kismet for this movie to come out now. You know what I mean? Uh, and so I'm, I'm here for it. I, I, I can't wait to see it. Plus, I, I love Will Smith. Um, so I'm, I'm all aboard. Um, I'm also all aboard for our next uh, trailer, which is a television series premiering in October of 2021, I think, on the Sci-Fi Network and USA simultaneously, cre- uh, created by Don Mancini, who created this character, it is the television series Chucky. After a vintage Chucky doll turns up at a suburban yard sale, an idyllic American town is thrown into chaos as a series of horrifying murders begin to expose the town's hypocrisies and secrets. Chad, what did you think about the trailer for Chucky?
0: You know, the Child's Play series is hit or miss, you know, for me. But they're not all bad. I like, I think Chucky's a a fine villain. Uh, Brad Doroth, I mean... It's a great voice. I wasn't like that big of a fan of the remake, uh, the one they just did with Aubrey Plaza and Mark Hamill. Uh, It it was fine. but uh, So I do like Chucky. And the fact that it just seems like this is – they're bringing everybody back. Yeah. So Andy, the original Andy, and I know he's been in some other ones recently too, but the original Andy, like uh, his his sister from the second one is coming back. Yeah. Uh, Just everybody, Jennifer Tilly, obviously, but it just seems like – the original guy who created it, bringing them all back. It's it's an interesting concept that they're bringing everybody back for a TV show. Yeah. So yep, I'm interested.
2: Me too. Me too. Uh, Robin, I'm wondering yeah. if
0: it'll be. Real fast. I'm sorry. I'm wondering if it'll be because it's sci-fi and uh, USA. How bloody it's going to be.
2: You yeah, know? and it also seems like it's a limited series. It seems like it's only eight episodes. So, but I, but I also haven't been up to date on if sci-fi is you know uh, pursuing that format more but that show they had happy with uh maloney was fucking great and it was bloody as shit um so I, I don't know uh rob what do you think
0: rob you're still muted
1: i'm bad at this um yeah
0: i'm not, it, I was not it's only, like don't ben. worry it's only like our 15th podcast it's
1: actually like the 17th right now um it's it's uh I only teach on Zoom all the time. to fucking uh, mute. Um, I was not a uh, Chucky fan growing up. You know, I, I I don't know if I've ever seen a whole Chucky movie all the way through. I get Chucky. I am aware that he exists. I it looked okay to me. I'll say this: um, the the, cha- the the look on it, the, the the way they smoothed over the skin to make it more look like a little boy. That's it's it's they changed Chucky a lot. Well, I thought it was creepy. I thought I thought it was creepy. I. Look, dolls talking are creepy. I'm. A, a, a bottom line, this, this, I think has a good sense of humor to it too. It looked fun. I think it's going to do really well. I mean, it, I think it's going to do really, really well. That's what, that's that's the way I would put it. It was creepy and looked bloody, it looked violent. The acting looked good, it looked fun. I thought it kind of checked all the boxes, and I'm not a fan. So, I yeah, thought it checked all the boxes.
2: Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the creator. This is one of those only, you know, horror series where the creator stuck with it the entire time, uh, in some capacity always. Uh, once you get to maybe Seed of Chucky's, when he starts directing all of the movies, um, so it's like three or four under his belt, um, ronnie Yu is one of my favorite horror directors he directed bride of chucky and it's just been a fun series mostly because brad Dorff, mostly because of that connectivity that they've seemed to maintain almost very akin to phantasm right where it feels like a family um so much so that brad Dorf's daughter is also in a few right. movies and in the show so i'm excited to see where this goes i'm, I'm i was in it Yeah, I was in from the moment they announced it. Um, I'm excited to see what Chucky is. Um, And that brings us to our next film, um, which is very different. Uh, It is directed by Natalie Morales, who directed a film for Hulu earlier this year. Plan B, I think is what it's called. Written by her and Mark Duplass, starring her and Mark Duplass. Um, It is called uh, Language Lessons, about a Spanish teacher and her student developing an unexpected friendship, seemingly via Zoom. Chad, what did you think about this
0: trailer? Uh, well, I saw Plan B on Hulu. I thought it was very funny. Awesome. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, this doesn't seem in the same vein by any means, yeah. you know, obviously, but that's not what they're going for. So, it's, but you know, I like uh, Daniel Morales and I like Mark Duplass. Um, uh, you know, Mark Duplass does a lot of that mumble stuff, and that's kind of what this seems like. Yeah, you know, it's, it's improv. A lot of this is probably improv,ed and they're just, you know, recording each other on zoom or Skype or whatever it is. And they have a loosely based structure. And sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't yeah. like, uh, you know, he did creep, uh, which Love. is very similar. And both of them are creepy. You know, it's, it's well done, but you can definitely feel that they're just making it up as they go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is not always a bad thing because you know, that's real life you know, when we're talking, we're making all this up as we go. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Uh, it's, it's interesting. And I, I'll probably check this out. Depending, especially depending on if it comes out straight to stream or whatever it was going to do. I'll yeah. check it out. Uh, Rob, did you see this trailer?
1: I did. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I'm a big fan of, of, of Mark Duplass and, uh, and, um, and the actress who I, I think the first time I saw her was on the Netflix show, uh, Santa Clarita Diet, um, uh, which I, I love that freaking show. Um, I, I'm, I'm just a big fan fan of the Duplass brothers and their and their whole uh, um, method of filmmaking. You know, or originally, you know they they wanted to be filmmakers, and again, they had no money; they were broke filmmakers. And I, I, their wonderful story of look, what do we have access to? Let's just do that. Let you know, let's they'll either accept our sense of humor or they won't, and bam, you know, Sundance darlings, you know, for quite some time, and they permeated, you know, the A list and and, uh, and 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 things that the general public's going to see i'm just a fan of what he's going to do next i think they're so creative and ingenious in the way like what do we have what can we do it's it's a pandemic what can we do? how can we be creative and i think they i think they take advantage of what's around them at that moment as well as, as any filmmakers do and yeah. and, uh, and i love the fact that uh, the fact that because of they, they've achieved some success they're getting more opportunities to do that they're getting a lot of opportunities to fail And what they do well, and um, I think they're finding a lot of success and a wider audience, I believe. I'm a fan. It looks good to me.
2: Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, I I love everything the Duplass Brothers do. I think they're just creative giants. I fucking love The League. It's one of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah it's awesome it's awesome and and so any from that point on i was sold with anything they want to do especially the fact that he went from something like the league to creep Like well, that's a huge range even within that and, and you know at first when the trailer started i'm like is this secretly creep three is that what you're, are you yeah. tricking me um but it seems it like it seemed that way. It seemed like that way. But it seemed like this nice, sentimental journey that I think is going to have some heartbreaking uh, moments and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm excited for it. The next one, I don't know if I fucking am. This felt like a trailer that I would have picked, but you picked it instead, and it's got me really bothered about you. Um, directed by Valdemir Johansen, uh, starring Numi Rapace, Homer Snar, Gundenson, and Bjorn Hildner Um, It's the film Lamp. A childless couple, Maria and Ingvar, discover a mysterious newborn on their farm in Iceland. The unexpected prospect of family life brings them much joy before ultimately destroying them. Clearly, let me
1: just start, let me just start by saying I don't even know what to say. That trailer took me on a journey that in retrospect I was like, was that a 2-hour movie I watched? Was that what the hell did I just witness? It was it was endearing then it was a fucking horror movie. Then it was this weird, creepy, psychological thriller. Then it was a rom-com. And the whole time, these just just being in numerous Pace's face, she's a brilliant actress. That shot of Walking the Lamb, I, I'm i still sort of what, it's gorgeous looking. Of course it's A24. Of course, um, of course, course, it A24. Of course it's A24. Um, I don't know. It's, it's I don't know what to make of it. It literally, I was like, what the hell? I just want to meet the person who thought of it.
2: Yeah. Chad, you devious fuck that suggested this. Uh, well, what do you think about your evil uh, that you brought into the world?
0: Well, you know, I suggested it because it was a 24 and I know you have a hard on for a 24 Keith. So key. Like, I mean, and it, this was like an a 24 version of mandible. Yeah. Mandibles or whatever. No. I was like, this is, this is checking off Keith's boxes for sure. He's no. going to love this. So, uh, I love uh, you. Pronounce her name differently than me. I, I call her Naomi Rapese, and I'm sure that's wrong. <laughs> you know, I've heard it
1: pronounced Naomi and
0: Numi. I have no idea, but she's the Dragon Tattoo girl. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan of the Dragon Tattoo girl. Yeah, so she's in this. It looked wild. It it looked crazy. It also looked like it could be boring as all get out. But you know, we'll see. Yeah, I it here's the deal.
2: Uh, Chad is 100% correct. I do have a raging hard on for anything A24, but with this one, it's still a hard on, but it's that hard on that's like, I'm a disgusting pig, or right? I like it just reminds you of your fallibility and so like that. So, I'm gonna watch it. But I'm gonna be uncomfortable with myself the entire time. Because I fucking literally had a nightmare about that scene of walking. Fucking <laughs> yeah, that's <up>. a
0: creepy, <laughs>
2: creepy. It's so creepy, man. Ugh. But yeah, I, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Let's move on to something more <laughs> attractive. Uh, our next one is written and directed by Billy Piper, uh, starring her, Leo Bill, and Carrie Fox. Uh, and that is Rare Beasts, an anti-rom-com about Mandy, a career-driven single mother who falls in love with the charming traditionalist Pete. Uh, the stars, is obviously one of the Doctor's many companions, was made in 2019, but obvious for, for obvious reasons, has been delayed and is now seeing release. Uh, Chad, what did you think about the trailer for Rare Beasts? You
0: know, this one looks fine. I'm about 50-50 on it. I don't know. I'm probably just going to have to hear more about it from someone that's seen it. I do like Billy Piper. She is one of my favorite companions uh, from the Doctor Who series. So that's a positive in its favor. Uh, the, the main guy, it was interesting how, I mean, that's our love interest, but they made him pretty unlikable. And yeah. I know that's just in the trailer. Yeah, but so you know, it could be an interesting journey. You know, we yeah. see. Like I said, I'm on the fence about this one. I really. mean, he
2: was no snake eyes, but uh, Rob, what did, did you watch? This
1: yeah, I did. I just, you know, I'm not prone to violence. I, 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 I wanted to punch the guy in the face. I, I, I literally, he was so freaking unlikable and unappealing, just as a human being in general. The fact that I was just like. Give me a fucking! I, I, uh, Billy Piper's great. Uh, you know the movie looks interestingly well made. I just, I get a character like that that is just, where I, I don't understand the decisions of the other characters. And again, it's not for me to understand. I, I just went, I uh, You lost me. You lost me going for that guy. I, I just, well,
0: you know, it's what it's like.
1: The acting wasn't bad. It was just, I just the character itself. I, I, you lost. Me.
0: Well, it's like the beginning of a romantic comedy with a girl goes out on a date with the worst guy possible. And she's like, I'm swearing off guys forever. I'm yeah. never going to. And then Mr. Wright actually does show up and she's not open to him because of the crazy date that she had with um, the worst guy in the world. And that's what it seemed like at the beginning, you know, the date with the worst guy in the world.
2: But then just prolong that throughout the entire movie. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I feel that that's what they're using to define it as an anti-rom-com. Um, mm-hmm. But I like Billy Piper, so maybe I don't know. It's I'm not i I'm not really a rom-com type of person. Um so I don't know. We'll see if I'm maybe happier in my life later and dating someone, maybe. Um
0: yeah. so
2: never got it. Never, never watching this. Never. <laughs> um uh and I'm probably never gonna watch our next one either. Uh yeah, there's three more. Uh, directed by Matthias Schweighofer, I don't know what the fuck that is, uh, who also stars uh, in the film, uh, along with Natalie Emanuel and Ruby Offee. Um, The film uh, is a prequel set before the events of Army of the Dead, and that is Army of Thieves. Uh, focuses on German safecracker Ludwig Dieter, leading a group of aspiring thieves on a top-secret heist during the early stages of the zombie apocalypse. Uh, what do you guys think about the trailer for Army Army of thieves
1: this was my journey I was watching it going oh my god this looks like this looks like army of this looks like the army of uh of uh I the, the, the dead I was like oh my god I love that actor from army of the dead I'm glad he's doing more work he's playing a safe cracker again This <laughs> is the weirdest literally that was my journey I was like how that's what a, how with the weirdest goddamn coincidence and there's another zombie it, like it took me that long to go wait a second and it's
0: called army <laughs> of yeah. oh my yeah, god exactly it's, i was like what two the, out of the three words i
1: was like what the? what is happening and i, I didn't even like connect like, i saw army and thieves i was like thieves whatever yeah it's a, it's a heist movie blah 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 and i was like what the fuck i was like so they shot this they knew they were making this prior to the release of army of the dead yeah. so they this this was a package deal for him they just said Go nuts, make the movie, make a prequel. I don't know, but make Who the hell there's others? And I mean, heard talk of another sequel, but I didn't realize that they had made this prequel already. I mean, that was holy crap.
2: We literally talked about it on a podcast before.
0: Did
1: we really? Was yeah. I there?
0: Yeah. Uh, you were there for that one. Yeah.
1: yeah. Sure. Was I muted? <laughs> I yeah.
0: Keith not even with, said it's called me If These.
1: Was I paying attention? <laughs> I, I, was, I, was, I might have been working script.
2: Chad, uh, since you pay attention, what were you thinking about uh, for this trailer?
0: So, Dieter was maybe my favorite character from Army of the Dead. I agree. So it was cool that he was back. Um, What what I do remember is when we talked about this the first time. What I remember saying is, I don't want a prequel to this. You know, I don't want a prequel to Army of the Dead. That's why they made. But what I I wasn't thinking though. Is that Army of the Dead takes place when zombies are already here? What I didn't want is to see these people and the world before the zombies. That's what I meant by not wanting a yeah, prequel. Gotcha. But the fact that there's zombies in this, I'm fine with it. Okay. With so that. if this, I'm assuming, like Rob said, it's a package deal. It's going to Netflix. I'm going to watch this. Gotcha. You know, it may not be opening day on Netflix, but yeah, I'm going to check it out. It's zombies. I like Dieter. You know it'll be free on netflix and what a great surprise
1: it'll be for me if i totally forget again that it's a yeah
0: Yeah. i remember also
2: saying that i didn't want a prequel to army of the dead but my reasoning was because army of the dead (laughs) sucked testicles (laughs) yeah and that is no offense to people out there who suck testicles because you are doing the lord's work (laughs) i feel like army of the dead was just bad uh and, and this i don't give a shit about you know i like the dieter character a little bit he was the guy at a party who i might be able to talk to about marvel movies but he's like yeah i love marvel spider-man batman all those marvels are great like that's (laughs) the level of like i had for him right um i do think it's interesting that he's directing the film um so that's kind of cool but i don't give a fuck uh so i'm gonna move on to another film that i don't think chad's gonna give a fuck about um and i'm gonna wager that rob didn't watch the trailer for this one uh for our next film mad god uh directed by phil tippett a corroded diving bell descends amidst ruined city and the assassin emerges from it to explore a labyrinth of bizarre landscapes inhabited by freakish denizens uh, Phil Tippett is the creator of special effects for such movies as Star Wars A New Hope, Jurassic Park. Him. He's won Oscar after Oscar after Oscar. Never heard of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> what did you think, Chad, for the trailer Mad God?
0: The, well, this was a totally a style over substance trailer. You, you know, we we're yeah. just showing cool looking stuff. Look at what we can do. It looked like uh, a live action. Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh,
1: yeah, uh, I watch it right now.
0: But, but here's here's my hot take. I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast. I do not like the Nightmare Before Christmas. What the fuck? No, oh. thank you. I did not watch Nightmare Before Christmas when it came out because I don't know. I was probably like, I'm too cool for Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, it, but then everybody's talking about how like, oh my god, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I love it. I love it. And I eventually, like years later sat down and watched it and i was like oh my god it couldn't be over fast enough i did not like Before, but that's what this looks like nightmare before christmas this you have a
2: very different interpretation of nightmare before christmas than i do this looked like jeffrey Dahmer's nightmares is what this shit looked like this looked like a lovecraftian orgy but everybody's old and fatter than i am and like has boils and shit like that so rob would be into it but yeah it's gross um I feel Ooh. like and I'm fat guys I'm really fat so for the listening, you ain't joking. Yeah. Uh <laughs> thanks Rob so much. Uh but I feel it is interesting. I'm probably going to watch it immediately. But I because Phil Tippett's also like he's so important to cinema and this is what he's been doing for 30 fucking yeah, years making exactly. this like Okay, cool. I'll I'll check it out, I guess, man. If you got something you want to say. Okay. I just figured it would be more cohesive, but yeah. Yeah, that's...
0: he doesn't have anything to say. He just has cool things to look at.
2: Or it's been like this is what it's really like working with Steven Spielberg and it's just <laughs> things flaming <laughs> and <just> shit. It's <laughs> just him shooting every Star Wars DVD. I don't know, it looks interesting. Uh, But let's go on to our last trailer of the evening, and then I'm going to go let some puppies out. Um, Directed by Andy Serkis, starring Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, and Woody Harrelson, Uh, that is Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Tom Hardy returns to the big screen as the lethal protector Venom, one of Marvel's greatest and most complex characters. Directed by Andy Serkis, the film also stars Michelle Williams, Naomi Harris, and Woody Harrelson in the role of the villain Cletus Cassidy, backslash carnage so um yeah what did you guys think about the trailer for uh for venom
0: well i am not feeling this i didn't you know the first trailer i was like what's the tone i you know it's like slapstick comedy or whatever in his apartment and then now we're doing this and i I feel like this is not as slapsticky but it's still there yeah i'm gonna watch this because it's venom and carnage you know, whatever. But I am not feeling this at all. Damn, Rob.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a. I love Tom Hardy. I, I think. I don't think Tom Hardy's being directed. I, I think Tom Hardy is untethered, and I think he's running rampant, and he's doing things that are that are just even a little too broad for the Sony universe of Marvel movies. I just that that moment where he's like. Hey, What are you doing? Where are you going? They, they try to do the whole thing where the whole like, the whole and he goes, well, "Where where you go? Where you go?" And he's, he "Oh, it's a red one." But like, come out here. Let's. It was just so Abbott and Costello to me that I was just. It's just, it it, it's, it looks cool. It looks fun. Am I gonna see? it? Of course. Come on. I'm a I'm a total shill, for all these things. And I thought the first one was okay. I did some fun moments, but I feel like in this world, Tom Hardy's he. Like nobody's, he's not, he's just not being directed. He's just sort of running wild and sometimes it fits and sometimes it doesn't. And I don't know, you know, Woody Harrelson always surprised me. Woody Harrelson. I always expect to disappoint me and he just never freaking does. Now I'm not quite feeling him yet in this trailer, but again, he's just like one of these people. I always, Woody Harrelson this is where he's going to reveal to me that he can't do it. So you know, I know he's going to pull it out. Uh, he's going to completely pull it out but um you know i just it's it's a little it's a little it's a little silly for me right now it's a little it's a little campy silly we'll see we'll see if that's just the trailer if that's the the audience are going for cuz what i heard was too the reason that it made so much money in china was because china the way they marketed it in china was that it was silly they marketed it that it was silly and it was a joke that it wasn't serious and that's why it made 200 plus million in china so they might be leaning into that just to try to reboot the Chinese market for these American movies too so I, I don't know we'll see you know I, I
2: think I'm happy that Woody Harrelson got rid of the Lyle Lovett yeah, it by the end of it um but I feel like I, I agree with you guys it's just like uh, it's hitting all the things it's supposed to but still I don't I don't care like it's just and I love Carnage I love Venom um, I feel like maybe it's going for that Todd McFarlane dark sense of humor which is fitting for the character but it's just not I didn't really care a lot about the first one it was alright um, but it's this one the same thing I'll definitely watch it but I don't really give a shit because it just feels like it's not it feels like it's a watered down version of who these characters are supposed to be it feels like it's, it's not real almost but maybe I'm just having a midlife crisis Thanks for listening to Not Quite Cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On that note.
2: Uh, I'm going to go let puppies out and uh, order some Mexican food. I'm
1: going to go walk in the rain and uh, step in dog crap. That would be fun.
2: Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, Rob, tell the people where they can find you.
1: I'm in my office right now if you want to come over.
2: Cool. (laughs) Chad, tell the people where they can find you.
0: (laughs) I'm not in Rob's office. Uh, You can find me on Twitter, Chad. 129X, the podcast NQC podcast on Twitter. That's right
2: um and then and if you uh, need
1: me try to get me through chad so,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'll get him a message somehow
2: yeah and if you if you're looking for me go on instagram and look up robert prago and that's where you'll find me and uh thanks guys for listening we'll be back in like maybe four weeks or something no i recorded this one so awesome yeah I'll have
0: <laughs> yeah great great multitasking though rob I, you did a great job this you're episode. welcome hey
1: i had to open my computer i had to turn it on i had to type up a zoom link
0: yeah. all out yeah.
1: you guys. It's a, lot of stuff, it's a lot for me at
0: this age. Right. Suicide Squad next week. Next yes. week. And all some night night action.
1: Action. Watching it tomorrow and night. What if? Yeah. What
2: if? What, if? what
1: if? All right. Bye, guys. See you guys. Peace. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.
0: Not Quite Cool is a podcast recorded in Atlanta, Georgia, in conjunction with Actors Teaching Actors and Bean Dip Productions. Thanks.